right. Well, if you have your Bibles at open at home or uh, your your phone or your, your tablet, turn with me to Daniel chapter nine, and we're going to be reading in Daniel chapter nine tonight. And and um, let me get settled in here, get adjusted to uh, uh, to a service here on Wednesday night, where uh, just a few of us and 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 hopefully a lot of you at home tuning in. So uh, Daniel chapter nine. You know, uh, I do want to say this as well. Uh, tonight, you know, we, we are standing by live as well uh, for your prayer requests. If you have any prayer requests or any needs right now uh, throughout the service, you can uh, comment below. Uh, and we have someone standing by that's going to uh, respond to you and your prayer request. And as well, uh, you can see the, the, the links there. If not, go ahead and you can refresh your page. And there's going to be links uh, for both prayer requests um, uh connection cards and giving, but I'll talk more about that uh, at the end. So again, uh, we are living in uncertain times right now, no doubt. So, uh, you know, I think everyone would agree that we need to pray while we're going through these times. But how should we pray during these times? Well, I want to give you a few ways from Daniel chapter 9 uh, that we should be praying during this time. Uh, in any any trying times, any difficult times, any uh, times of uncertainty or, or, or crisis, uh, how we should pray. So let me just set this up before we jump into the scripture. Uh, Daniel was praying for Israel, for the nation of Israel, as he realized that the Israel's 70 years of exile and uh, desolation were due to come to an end. It was coming up that 70 years of exile was coming to an end. And so Daniel uh, begins to turn his face, his heart to the Lord in prayer. And so I'm going to show you just a few ways tonight how we can pray during the times that we're currently in as well. The first thing is that we need to let God speak to us before we speak to him. Let God speak to you before you speak to God. If you're with me now in Daniel, Daniel chapter 9, uh, in beginning in verse 1, verses 1 and 2, it says this, It was the first year of the reign of Darius the Mede who became king of the Babylonians. You can see it there on your screen as well. During the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, learned from reading the word of the Lord as revealed to Jeremiah the prophet that Jerusalem was to lie desolate for 70 years. So let's see what he's referring to again. Let's look at pro the prophet Jeremiah and what he said. In Jeremiah 29, beginning in verse 10, it says this. This is what the Lord says. You will be in Babylon for 70 years, but then I will come and do for you all the good things I have promised, and I will bring you home again. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. And those in, the, in those days, when you pray, I will listen. Now, Daniel knew what was coming, both good and bad. He knew he needed to pray. He knew the outcome, all because he had read the scriptures. He had read the, the prophet Jeremiah, and he knew both what was coming. He understood. Now you see why he understood that this time of exile he was in in Babylon was coming to an end because it said that the scripture, the, the prophet said 70 years. But he also knew what was what was coming. He also could look forward to uh, the, the, the promise of, of good, a future, and a hope. So we shouldn't be surprised by what's going on right now. But we, sh you know, we shouldn't be discouraged either if we're reading the Bible. If we're reading God's word, we should understand 
where the times they were in and, and, and things that are going on right now shouldn't surprise us, and it also should not discourage us. Now, I understand it, it can be discouraging. As I'm looking around an auditorium and there's just a handful of people, of course, I would love for you guys to be here. I would love for our campus to be flourishing with life groups and 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 the, the student ministries that we normally have on, on Wednesday. But you know what? I, I'm encouraged because I know God is still working in the midst of this. And again, I know that the church is not the building. So I'm encouraged and understand this. Listen, the more we read the Bible, the more effective that we'll be able to pray because God will be speaking to you before you start speaking to him. You know, I'm just thinking just my own regular routine. When I first gave my life to Christ, when I, I first got saved, just the routine I had, I wasn't even a morning person. So really I'd go to work first. I was still in the routine of getting up right before I went to work uh, and then just getting dressed, brush my teeth and head out the door and going to work. And then I'd come home and I'd read my Bible and I'd pray and whatnot. But then I started changing as I started, you know, hearing teaching and 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 and, and being encouraged to spend time with the Lord first thing in the morning. I would get up, I would put my coffee on, then I would pray, uh, and then, then I would, I would read my Bible. But over the years, I don't know, something just changed where I started reading the word first, then praying. And I'm just saying for me, I'm not saying anyone's wrong, but when you get into the word first, I see a lot of times God speaking to me, and maybe I get convicted or I see something going on in my own life that I need to pray about, or I need an answer or a direction. Even if it's not a direct answer in prayer, I get a direction on how to pray when I get up and I pray first. I mean, I read the Bible first, excuse me, and then I begin to pray. Like Daniel, as we do this, the more you read the Bible, the more you read God's word, you will see God's care, love, and plan for you and for all his people in these tough times. Listen, if all you're reading is the news and Facebook, eventually you're going to be discouraged. You're going to be scratching your head. We got to make sure that we are getting in the word of God, not only in these tough, uncertain times, but every single day, which leads me to the second thing we need to do. We need to focus our attention on God, focus our attention on the Lord, focus your attention on the Lord during these times. There's so much going on right now, so much information, so much news, so, so many posts, so many phone calls and texts that you're getting we need to focus our attention mainly on the Lord. Daniel 9, 3, it says this. So I turned my face to the Lord, seeking him. And then the New American Standard says this. So I gave my attention to the Lord to seek him by prayer. I love that. I gave my attention to the Lord to seek him in prayer. Because if you like me, you can be praying and not paying attention. <laughs> you can be praying, and I, I, many times I've been praying, but my thoughts are somewhere else. I'm, I'm paying attention to something else, so something else gets my attention. Listen, after reading the scriptures, Daniel gave his full attention to seeking the Lord, and we must do the same thing. When we're in a time of prayer, or in a time right now, we should be in a constant state of, of seeking the Lord, especially right now. We need to give our attention to the Lord. For example, if you're married, one of the best things that you can ever do if you're married, whether you're a husband or you're a wife, is that when your spouse is speaking, you can turn, if you're looking away and your spouse starts speaking, you, you turn your head, you engage with them and you look them right in the eyes and you smile and you say, yes, honey, I'm listening. You give your full attention to your spouse. Listen, the highest gift that you can give anybody is your attention. Everybody loves to have 
to, to, to be fully paid attention to, to have their full attention. Everyone loves this, even the Lord. Let's continue reading Jeremiah 29. We stopped in, in verse 12. Let's continue to read now. Uh, I'm going to read verse 12 again. We're going to read in a different translation. It says this. When you call on me, this is the Lord speaking. When you come and pray to me, I'll listen. Now listen to verses 13 and 14. It says, when you come looking for me, you'll find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. Man, isn't that a good word? That is, that, that's your full attention. When you come seeking the Lord, not some translations say, when you seek me wholeheartedly, you will be found or I will be found by you. I love how it says this. When you're serious about finding me and wanting more than anything else, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. So, so let me just talk to you a little bit and how we can apply this right now in, in, in the current state of our city, of our state and our nation. Don't just focus your opinion on negative news, rumors, and conspiracy theories. This has been on my heart now for the last few days, even since the beginning of the weekend when a lot of the new news and restrictions broke. Listen, I understand. Like I said earlier in, in a video that I made, I watch the news. I read the news every day just like you to keep up what's going on. But we're talking about now being effective in our prayer during this time. May your attention be mainly on the word and on the Lord, not on focus, not focused on negative news, rumors and conspiracy theories. Listen, I also want to challenge you, church, family life church, anyone else tuning in the, uh, tonight that is in the body of Christ. If you are a born again believer, I want to implore you to also help not to spread any rumors or, or um, misleading news. And listen, we had a we had a meeting here just yesterday morning. Myself, Pastor Todd, some of the other local pastors here in town. It was a group of about five or six of us right here meeting, and and we were on the phone with somebody from the mayor's office, and we asked her, "What would be the what What are some of the ways we can help? How can we serve you?" And one of the things that she asked us was to help dispel rumors going around. And so I just want to encourage you, church, as we focus our attention on the Lord, we also need to pull our focus away from negativity. Listen, I know I've personally, my, my family and I have personally, like you probably have gotten text messages and phone calls and you, hey, hey man, I just heard yada, yada, yada. I got a friend that has a friend that knows somebody in a certain place. Listen, y'all, let's try to help dispel rumors. Let's focus on the Lord. I mean, we're, we're, that we, there was actually a conference call just today. Before I came up here, I tuned in late, and, and there was about 150 pastors from around the state that had a conference call with our governor. Thankfully, uh, I was able to tune in and, and or get on the call right then when we all prayed with our governor. And so listen, when we the, the, the true news that's coming through, you will hear it from the, the local officials, our mayor, our governor, then our president. If it's coming out of their office or from their mouth, we can run with that. You know, I, I get, and then even there's different news outlets or whatnot. So I'm just encouraging you. Uh, you can't believe everything you see on the news and, and especially on Facebook. So I just wanted, I wanted to share this from my heart, but this is part of what we're talking about here. Let's focus our attention on the Lord and his word and seek him in prayer with all of our heart. Amen. Number three, let's thank God for his love and his promises. This is another way. As we engage in prayer, let's thank the Lord for his love and promises. Daniel 9, 4 says this, I prayed to the Lord my God and confessed, O Lord, you are great and you are a great and awesome God. You always fulfill your covenant 
and keep your promises of unfailing love to those who love you and obey your commands. Now listen to verse 9. It says, but the Lord our God is merciful and forgiving, even though we have rebelled against him. Daniel started his prayer with praise for the Lord's promises. This is the way we should start all of our prayer time every day, no matter what season of life, no matter if we're at home, if we're at church, or, or you know, wherever we're at, in whatever season, we should start this way according to Psalm 104, which says this, Enter his gates with thanksgiving, go into his courts with praise, give thanks to him, and praise his name. You know, the Bible says, when you ask, to ask with thanksgiving. Listen, thanksgiving is not a holiday if you're a believer. It's an attitude of your entire life. Every day should be Thanksgiving Day as a born-again believer. You know, at the beginning of his prayer, Daniel reminds himself of how good God is, how gracious God is, and how grateful he is to God. Once again, church, we need to do the same thing. Another thing you can remind yourself and God of is the plan that he has for your life that we need, that we read about, uh, or that we read about earlier in Jeremiah 29, 11. Let's read it again. A lot of you are familiar with this scripture. A lot of you have this maybe on your, on your, in your house or it's quoted quite often. But, but let's look at this in the context of, of, of prayer now. And read this scripture in the context of what we're going through in our society right now. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. Even when you see disaster all around you, and it's hard to make plans, right? It's hard to make plans. Some of you maybe had to cancel some plans recently, and you don't know what the future has in store. You need to remember that God's plans for you and me are still good, and they're full of hope. Listen, I want to encourage you, when we turn our attention to the Lord, when, when, when we praise Him, uh, when we, we begin to pray during this time, we can be hopeful. I want to encourage you, church, don't get hopeless. Get hopeful. Get hopeful in all this time of everything going on. We can look at just Jeremiah 29, 11 and remember the plans, the purpose that God has for our lives and his plans for good and not for evil, for a future and a wonderful hope. Listen, when you remember this and praise the Lord for this, then your prayers will be full of faith. Listen, I'm trying to encourage you tonight, church, during this time, not to just throw up token prayers in the midst of everything else you're doing or, 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 or maybe watching or listening to, but let our prayers be full of faith during this time. Let it, I love how it says in Ephesians 6, 4, and one translation says to carry faith like a shield at all times. At all times, we should carry the shield of faith. May our prayers be full of faith during this time. And I'm believing this. I just, I just sense this. This just dropped to me that if we begin to pray this way, church, during this this time that we're in right now, we're going to come out on the other side and our prayers and our faith will, will grow higher and be stronger like never before. We're not going to go back to how we prayed before this whole event. Amen. The fourth and final thing that I want to encourage you as we pray, as we pray during uncertain and trying times is to humbly confess your sins, humbly confess your sins before God. Look at Daniel. Again, we're using Daniel as a template. You remember Daniel was in a, a very trying time. He was in a crisis in Israel, 70 years of, of exile. He was under uh, three different reigns and rulers. Uh, and so uh, let's look at what Daniel said as, he, as he's praying. Daniel 9, 5 and 6, it says, We have sinned and done wrong. 
We have rebelled against you and ignored your commands and rejected your laws. We have refused to listen to your servants, the prophets, who spoke your messages to our kings and leaders and parents and to everyone else in our nation. Look at Daniel 9, 10. We paid no attention to you when you told us how to live. The clear teaching that came through your prophets. And in verse 18 says, Oh God, listen to me and hear my requests. We do not ask because we deserve help, but because you are so merciful. See, Daniel humbled himself and confessed his sins and the sins of his people. You see, listen to me, church. God doesn't listen to prideful complaining, but he does listen to humble confessing. God responds to humility. James 4, 6 says, God opposes the proud, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Now listen, the word confess in the, in the Bible, the Greek word is homo legio. Homo means same and legio means to speak. So to confess simply means to speak the same thing as God. What you're saying to God is, you're right, God, that was a sin. I don't excuse it. I don't make excuses for it. I don't say, God, this was just a little faux pas. I just messed up. It was a little weakness. It was a little mistake. No, what we're saying, it was wrong. It was sin. It was rebellion against you. I did it. You told me not to do it, and I did it anyway. That's what confession is. That's what the word confession means. I am agreeing. I'm speaking the same thing that God calls sin is sin. I say it's sin, I confess it, and then ultimately we know the Bible says we also need to repent of our sin, which means to turn away from it. That word actually means to rethink. You're, you're not only confessing, but you're turning away from that sin. Listen, that kind of thing God responds to with grace. When we humble ourselves before him and we confess our sins before him, he responds to it. Now, in the context of prayer, look at what James says. James 5.16 says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Now listen, the very next verse, not even the very next verse, the very next sentence in this verse says this, the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Listen to me, church. When we confess our sins to God and even to others, our prayers become powerful and effective. Listen, if you ever think, man, I just feel like I'm praying and my prayers are hitting the ceiling. Ask the Lord, Lord, show me. Pray the prayer that that, that King David prayed. Uh, search me, O God, and, and know my heart and see if there's any wicked way in me. Sometimes the effectiveness of our prayer is due to the lack of confession of our sin. So we need to come before the Lord today and every day and confess any sin in our lives. And not only in our lives, and we're going to pray in a little bit, but even for, for those of the, our people around us, our family, our, our church, our nation, you know, we can go before. And I want to take some time in a minute to pray like that. So as we close tonight, I want to look at two things. Now that we saw how Daniel prayed, how, how he, 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 he read the scripture first, God spoke to him, God showed him first, and then he began to pray. Uh, as we see that that uh, he 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 uh, praised God, he was he was thankful uh, for the Lord and, and what the Lord had done in him and through him. I'm just recapping here. Uh, he also focused his attention on God. Then he humbled himself and confessed his sin. 
Now, in closing, let's look at God's response to Daniel now. When Daniel prayed this way, let's look at God's response. Daniel chapter 9, verses 20 through 23 says this, I went on praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people, pleading with the Lord my God for Jerusalem, his holy mountain. As I was praying, Gabriel, whom I had seen in an earlier vision, came swiftly to me at the time of the evening sacrifice. He explained to me, Daniel, I have come here to give you insight and understanding. The moment you began praying, a command was given, and now I am here to tell you what it was. For you were very precious to God. Listen carefully so that you can understand the meaning of your vision. Oh, I love this. When we pray like this, the Lord comes swiftly. When we, when we look at Daniel's template, so to speak, of prayer, when we begin to pray, the Lord comes swiftly. He says, right when you started praying, the command was given to, to, to come to you with an answer. He also gives us insight, understanding, and revelation. You see, it works hand in hand. When you get into the word of God first, when you begin to pray and let God speak to you first, then you begin to pray according to God's word. What's awesome is God gives you greater revelation of who he is and greater revelation of his word. I love that. And even, let me pause and say, greater revelation of what's going on around us. You may be struggling, maybe not even with the coronavirus issue, but there may be a relationship in your life. It may be a spouse, your children you may be having problems with, or, or a certain person, or you, you can't, you can't fully get clarity on a situation. Maybe your finances, or any situation that you're just having a hard time. Listen, when you pray this way, church, God begins to give you insight and revelation and understanding of what's going on in your life. And not only gives you that understanding, but gives you the power and the anointing to have a breakthrough and to figure it out. And I love this. It shows us how much the Lord loves us. He also reminds us how precious we are to him. I love that it says, because he came to Daniel, because he says, you are precious to God. You are loved by God. So that was God's response to Daniel. Now let's look at God's response to his people. You're probably familiar with this scripture as well. Second Chronicles seven fourteen says this, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. I think all of us would agree that we need healing in our land right now. Amen? Obviously, we need physical healing for some people's lives, but I believe we also need spiritual, mental, and emotional healing. So I want to take some time right now to pray. And I want you to join with me wherever you are right now. I want you to join with me. And as we pray, come on, let's, let's pray along these lines right here, church. Let's pray how Daniel prayed. Come on. Let, let's first, as we, we just, we did that. We went into the scriptures just now. We, we let God, I pray that God spoke to you tonight. God was speaking to me as I was preparing this. And even now, as we go into the written word of God, come on. Now we go before God. We turn our attention to him. I believe if you tuned in tonight, your attention is on the Lord. You took this time right now to, you could be doing anything else. But you tuned in tonight to worship with us, to get in the word, to pray with us. We're doing that. So now let's come on. Let's pray. The next thing is humbly confess our sin before God. Let's do that. Why don't we do that, church, together? Come on. I, I'm going to start. I, I'll lead. Lord, I just pray in the name of Jesus that you would confess, that you would forgive me. I confess my sin, that you would forgive me of any sin, Lord God, in my life. 
both known and unknown, Lord God. I confess and I repent of my sin right now in Jesus' name. Lord, we came before you in worship, in praise, and in thanksgiving. Lord, we thank you for what you've done. Lord God, we just ask you to help us, Lord God. We, we thank you. We, we enter your gates with thanksgiving and your courts with praise. Now, Lord, would you forgive us? Come on, as you ask the Lord to forgive you of any sin right now, come on, just ask him to show you. You may not know, but ask him to show you right now. Lord, forgive me of any sin that I may have in my life, Lord, in Jesus' name. Now, come on, let's pray and, con and confess the sin of maybe the rest of people around us, of our nation you know, right now. You know, there's a lot of, even in this hard time, I'm seeing disunity and discontent and, and people fighting and bickering towards one another. Come on, let's ask the Lord to forgive us. Church, we need to be united more than anything. We need to put politics aside, agendas, opinions. Come on, let's break down barriers and build bridges with one another. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would not only forgive Forgive me of my sin, but Lord God, forgive us as a whole. Forgive us as a church, Lord God, for the sin in our life, for the impurity in our life, for Lord God, anything that we've, we've we put before you, any idols in our life. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you would please forgive us, Lord. In Jesus' name, have mercy on us, Lord God, as, as our, our family, Lord God, as a church, as a city. We repent and pray and, and that you can forgive the sins of our city, Lord God, forgive the sins of our state and of our nation, Lord. We pray. Lord, you said if your people who are called by your name would humble ourselves, Lord God, we humble ourselves before you, Lord God. Look, I humble myself tonight and I just ask, Lord, in Jesus' name that you would forgive us. We turn our face to you tonight, Lord Jesus, Father God, and we seek your face. We humble ourselves and say, Lord, would you heal our land, Lord? We need healing. Now, come on, church, pray with me that there would be healing released in the land right now. Lord, I pray that you would heal our land, Lord, God, heal us of this disease, of this virus going around right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, would you heal those that have been infected, Lord God? And now I pray, Lord, that you would also stop it, Lord. As I pray for healing, I pray that you would stop, Lord God, the virus from spreading anymore. We pray a wall of protection around our homes, Lord. We pray a wall of protection around our community. We pray a wall of protection around our city, Lord. We plead the blood of Jesus over our city, over our homes, over our state. Come on, pray with me, saints. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would, Lord God, cover us. I pray a wall of protection that this virus would not spread anymore, Lord God. We, we take you at your word. We look to you tonight, and we pray your healing, your grace, your power, Lord God, to be released. Lord God, in our land. Lord, we pray for revival right now. Come on, let's pray that the Lord would just use this time, Lord, that, 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 that many would come to know him during this time. Lord, I pray for a great outpouring of your spirit. Lord, you said in the latter days that you would pour out your spirit upon all flesh. Lord, I pray that during this time you would pour out your spirit in a powerful, in a mighty way, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Draw many people to you, even those watching right now that don't know you. Lift the blindness off of the minds of the unbelievers. Lord, soften the hearts of, of those that have gotten hard-hearted, Lord God. Reveal yourself. Show them how precious, Lord God, they are to you tonight, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray for all of my brothers and sisters that are tuned in tonight and that, Lord God, or even are not tuned in, every single person, every staff member, serve team member, and person connected to Family Life Church, I pray, Lord God, over them tonight and just pray you would strengthen them, God. Give them the grace. May we all have the spirit of, of, of prayer and of grace upon 
want us to seek you with our whole heart, with our full attention, Lord God. Lord, again, may you draw the church closer to you and closer to each other, Lord God, during this time. Even though we're not physically close, I pray that, Lord, when we can come back together and gather, Lord God, in one assembly, Lord, that our, our faith and our hearts will be strengthened and we'll be in one mind, one heart, one spirit, and one accord, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name I pray. Now listen, tonight you may be watching and you may not be right with the Lord. You may not have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says, as we talked about confessing our sins, the Bible says, listen, we've all sinned and fall short of God's glorious standard. And then it says that the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus or through Christ Jesus. So every single one of us, we've fallen short. If I compare myself to the next man, I might think I'm good. But when we compare ourselves to God, every single one of us falls short of that standard. But God loves us so much. He said he loves us so much in John 3.16 that he gave his only son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. That word believe means to trust. Like if you were jumping out of a, parish, a plane and you had a parachute on your back, you would trust it to save your life. Have you given your life to Christ? Have you repented of your sins and asked Jesus to forgive you? Listen, in a time like this, there's a lot of uncertainty. There's even some people that are perishing, that are losing their life, and we're praying that it stops. We're praying there's no more deaths. But a lot of people have lost their lives worldwide and nationwide. Listen, it don't have to be from a virus. You know, people die from car accidents every day. And I'm not saying this to try to scare you. I'm just, I'm just uh, presenting it to you. If you died, where would you spend eternity? The Bible makes it clear there's only two places. It's either heaven or hell. We'll either spend eternity with Christ or we'll spend eternity separated from him. But he loves you so much. That he died on the cross for your sins, for my sins. We've broken God's laws and Jesus paid the fine. He paid the penalty for you and for me. So if you're out there tonight and you say, Brandon, I'm not sure if I'm right with God. I don't, I'm not sure that if tonight was my last night here on this planet where I would spend eternity, you can be sure tonight. And I want to pray with you. If that's you and you say, Brandon, I'm not sure, I just want you to pray this simple prayer after me. The Bible says if you believe in your heart, that same word, if you trust, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. You will be born again. I just want you to pray this simple prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I know that I've sinned. And Lord, I ask that you would forgive me of my sins. I thank you for loving me. I thank you for dying for me. And I make you my Lord and Savior tonight. You may even want to just lift up your hands right where you are, in your home, in your office, wherever you're watching tonight, and just say, Lord, I surrender my life to you. I give me the grace and give me the strength to live for you all the days of my life, to turn away from my sin and turn to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, we're rejoicing with you. We want to pray for you. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, there's there's three links uh, 
right there on Facebook. You may need to refresh it. If you don't see the three links there, just refresh your page. And there's a link that says Connect Card. You can click on that and you can let us know. We want you to let us know if you've given your life to Christ for the first time or maybe came back to the Lord tonight. On that Connect Card, uh, on our website, you can please let us know. Give us your information. We want to pray for you. Uh, if you want to get baptized, whenever we come back together, we're going to have a baptism. We'd love for you to, 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 to get water baptized and to join us. Welcome to the family of God. Um, there's also, if you have any prayer requests, we know we're praying for you. And, and, and there's prayer requests came in last night. Uh, we want to pray for you. Click on the prayer request link. And somebody, if you would like for us to pray with you, leave us your phone number. We'll call you. We want to pray with you. We're going to stand with you. Also, there is also a link to give as well. So if you want to give, you can do that as well right there online. We love you guys. It's a blessing, again, that, that through technology, we can still be the church. So I just want to encourage you uh, as we close tonight, I want to pray over you. Just continue to be the church wherever you are, wherever you go. We're going to continue to update you uh, on a regular basis uh, of everything going on. And so let's pray as we close. Father, I thank you for what you did tonight. I thank you for what you're doing. And I thank you for what you're going to do, Lord. Help us to continue to turn our attention, our life, and our heart to you. And, Lord, God, that we would have an attitude of prayer, Lord, during this time and every single day of our life. Help us to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Help us to be the light and love of the Lord uh, during these uncertain times and each and every day, Lord, God. We love you. I thank you for all those that have tuned in, all that came out tonight to make this possible. Uh, we give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. God bless you, church family. We love you. Y'all have a great evening.